This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about biryani. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so... As alluded to in our recent listener mail episode, uh-huh. this is the quickest I gave in to a craving. Yeah, you're usually pretty good about that, actually. I feel like of the two of us, like, like I'll be like, oh, I need that immediately. And then I order it. And you're like, no, I'm going to eat my sad single packet of ramen. And <laughs> my happy single packet of ramen. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I, so I had run out of food. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed to order food that night. So oh, it was kind of a okay. extenuating yeah. circumstances. I was going to order a food no matter what. But this was, I mean, within an hour <laughs> of the research starting, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's just <laughs> that's it. That's what I need. <laughs> and it was delicious. Oh, yay. And it was so warm and like... Full of spices and textures, and I hadn't had it in so long. Oh. It was just so very comforting and savory and warm. Ooh, it was good. Yeah, I I also have ordered some uh, during during this research process. Um, and uh, oh my goodness, it's it, it is it is one of the things that I probably crave the most. Oof, period. It is good. <laughs> Yeah, I 
I ordered mine. There was like a five level of spice you could choose uh-huh. from. And I did level four. That might have been a mistake. <laughs> um, it was it was enough to get the, the tears a little flowing, the nose. Oh, a little I love running. that. I love that. Um, yeah, but it's funny because you, you can't tell with restaurants. Sometimes the four oh, sure. is like maybe a three. <laughs> you know? And it depends on it depends on the cook who's in that day. Like right. Like mm-hmm. I, I've had I've ordered from the same places around town and sometimes it's just like it, it's just gonna burn your face off. And sometimes they're <laughs> like, ah, we're gonna pull back on that. And I'm like, oh no. Which one? Mm-hmm. It's a fun surprise though. I'll take that. That's you know, on the scale of like surprises, that's a great yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it was it was a moment, a learning experience for me though, because it's been a long time since I've been kind of cowed by spice. But <laughs> so, ooh, I'm gonna have to <laughs> gonna have to take my time on this one. <laughs> Get a little extra extra right in there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I definitely poured that whole thing in there. <laughs> Uh, and yes, I did have so much good biryani in India. It was one of the oh. very first things I ordered. And it came out in this lovely pot. Oh. And it smelled so heavenly. Like when you opened it, kind of yeah. steam came out. Ooh, it was so delicious. People were jealous at the table. People were jealous of my oh. order. Um, but yeah, the, the cravings, like even that I've, I've had it, I would like some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I, I like have some leftovers in my fridge and I still like uh like every moment that I am not eating it <laughs> while I'm doing this reading, I was just like, I should go get some more biryani. Like why <laughs> why am I not doing that? Why am I not eating it right now? I could be. <laughs> I agree, Lauren. If we can it's supposed to be our first eating podcast and everyone will immediately unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Except for a select few, and I am not judging you. Uh, no. No. You do you. You do you. Uh, you can see our past episodes we've done on rice. Um, I think our saffron episode is probably relevant. Several spice episodes we've done probably relevant. But yeah, oh, those were the two that came to my mind. But I guess this brings us to our question. Uh-huh. Biryani. What is it? Well, uh, biryani is a one-pot rice-based main dish, uh, fragrant and pungent with herbs and spices and studded with uh, chunks of tasty things. Um, it's like a, like a spicy, sauceless risotto, like a, like a fried rice that's, that's baked or steamed instead of fried, uh, like, a, like a steamed South Asian paella. Uh, like a like a pilaf that wants you to live your best life. Oh, thanks, pilaf. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, uh, the cravings are starting already. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. Um, mm. all right. the The star of the dish here is that rice. Um, it's not sticky at all. Every grain is al dente and separate and well-seasoned and perfect. Um, basmati is is often used, basmati rice. It's a long grain rice that doesn't puff up very much when it cooks um, and has a nutty and slightly floral scent. The 
The seasonings that you use with it can include things like cardamom, cinnamon, uh, cloves, bay, nutmeg, black pepper, fennel seed, star anise. Uh, you're usually also adding a punch of flavor from caramelized onions in there um, and some color and flavor from stuff like turmeric and saffron. Oh, turmeric, there you go, another episode in there. Um, and uh, some brightness from fresh herbs like mint and cilantro, maybe some citrus even. Um, it's, it's a mix that's floral and warm and earthy. Hmm. And uh, the chunks of tasty things can be a whole range of stuff, uh, though chicken or lamb or mutton or goat are perhaps the most common. Uh, Hard-boiled egg, uh, vegetables like eggplant um, and paneer, which are, uh, you know, like springy blocks of fresh cheese, yeah, um, are also pretty popular. Or fish or shrimp or jackfruit or kofta, um, like like, a, like meatball, sausage kind of stuff. Um, or, uh, you know, anything. Uh Especially if you're using meat, you're generally going to marinate it in stuff like yogurt, ginger, garlic, chilies, um, maybe tomato. And that marinade is going to wind up providing a good bit of the cooking liquid that you use for the rice. Beyond that, uh, these are kind of like basics, quote unquote, because there are dozens and dozens of styles of biryani. It's one of those dishes that every region and every family has like a correct way to make. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, like like local grains and proteins and vegetables are going to be used based on availability and preferences. But then, like, I don't know, like, do you use whole or ground spices? Do you add in a layer of dried fruit and crunchy nuts for contrast? Um, do you add in a layer of potato? Now, what's the liquid component? Uh, is it water, stock, milk, coconut milk? Um, do you put rose water in there? I don't know. Um, do you par cook various ingredients before adding them together? The spelling and pronunciation can differ. Um, uh, it can be biryani. No. I I don't don't come don't come for me. I I don't I don't have an opinion about this. I'm just reporting. <laughs> um, it is is a biryani without meat, just a palau. I'm nervous. I I, <laughs> I again I am only reporting. <laughs> I have my hands up. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a test. Okay. It, it's it's <laughs> I, I love I love these things that people have such beautifully strong opinions about. Yes, I do as well. <laughs> At any rate, um, a style of low and slow cooking called dumb is usually employed here or I'm going to say almost always, yes, uh, in which um, you assemble your ingredients either par-cooked or raw in layers in a deep pot um, with just enough cooking liquid so that when you seal it uh, with a heavy lid as in a Dutch oven or more traditionally with a, with a ring of dough, everything will just gently steam to perfection. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, um, it does take a while, though. Um, this is not like a quick weeknight thing, but like a celebration sort of dish, or at the very least, like a Sunday supper kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's served hot sometimes, yes, straight from the pot that you like open at the table to get that sensory experience of the of the steam coming off, um, and uh, it might be topped with more fresh herbs. Slices of onion, raw or fried, uh, maybe a wedge of fresh lemon or lime for squeezing. 
It is often served with raita, uh, which is a sauce made from yogurt and a little bit of usually crunchy veg, like a cucumber, um, seasoned with herbs and spices like like mint and coriander. Um, it's meant to be cooling in contrast, right, with the spice of the biryani. And I have not tried making it, but I've heard that it's difficult to get right. And it's a little bit like nail biting at the end there when you crack open the cooking vessel, um, which helps explain why it might be like a popular restaurant order. Yeah. And more on that in a second. Yeah. It sounds intense to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the recipes that I found are like, okay, like dig in because like these, like like here are all of the preparations for all of the ingredients and this is what you want to do with them and be very careful about it. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> See if you make it. <laughs> uh, well, what about the nutrition? You know, um, it depends on what you make it with, perhaps, obviously. Um, I've had versions that are a little bit heavier with like a with like a lot of ghee, uh, clarified butter, you know, um, and I've had versions that are a little bit lighter tasting. But, you know, it's a, it's a very carb and protein heavy dish generally. Um, and so, you know, as always, eat a vegetable. But but yeah, like like really like like good, like comfort, like stick to your ribs kind of food. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I got one like a, I would assume like a standard medium non-large order, and it lasted me three days. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it is so good. Ah, oh! well, we're not the only ones that think that. We do have some numbers for you. Oh, we do. According to numbers collected from food delivery platform Swiggy and reported on by Times of India, quote, Indians ordered an average of 95 biryanis per minute or 1.6 biryanis per second in 2019. And that was the third year in a row that it was Swiggy's most ordered dish. Dang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that that number might have actually gone up during COVID lockdowns that began, of course, in 2020, um, because re reports began just pouring in that biryani was um, the most ordered takeaway slash delivery dish of the lockdown in India. Um, butter naan being a, a runner up along with a masala dosa, which is like a like a savory rice and lentil crepe kind of situation that can be stuffed with various things. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. uh, these are all generally popular restaurant orders. Um, but another number that I read was that some 70% of those biryani orders came from people living alone. Um, and psychologists were talking a lot about, about that and about the trend in general um, uh, about biryani being just such like a, like a nostalgic, um, festive, like, like one dish comfort food. You know, like if you're only going to order one thing, it's, mm -hmm. it's just such a nice single simple like yep i'm just gonna put that on my face now kind of <laughs> but also lovely and like and like something I, I i read a lot about it being something that people remember from parties from their childhood and just having right having that nostalgia factor yeah that makes a lot of sense to me if you're isolated and living alone during the quarantine that you would seek out a dish that reminds you of of these happy people, people yeah. right, right, people-populated times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm Well, we do have some history for you. We do, but first we've got a quick break for a word from our sponsor. 
This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy piña colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks, but I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip together. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, probably no surprise, but the history of biryani is one full of twists and turns. Oh, yes. (laughs) And to be honest, like, there are several, when we do these dish episodes, it's hard not to get lost in where every ingredient came from and how it all came together eventually and... You know, uh, we try to touch on that, but it's just a lot. Yeah, yeah, and th- and this one in particular having like so many different regional variations, and I and and mm-hmm. we have gone into this with, right in our episodes about stuff like uh, paella or jambalaya or stuff like that, where it, it is yeah. such a intrinsically multicultural dish, and yes. um and so, you know, like. But like basmati rice is a different episode. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but it's also not always made with basmati rice. So like, how much do you go into that kind of thing in in the history part of right? You know, you know, 
Yes, and I suspect the listeners are well aware as well. Um, but okay, while popular historical retellings credit the Mughal invaders who ruled over India from the 15th to 19th centuries with introducing the dish there, and yes, whether it originated in India or not, it is famously associated with India. Mm-hmm. Um, many historians believe a similar rice dish was present in India before the Mughal rule. As early as the 2nd century CE, um, though some sources put it even earlier, there are written mentions of a rice dish in southern India composed of rice, ghee, meat, spices like pepper, turmeric, and coriander, and bay leaf uh, that, that was present there. It was a filling dish used to feed soldiers, according to these sources. Mm-hmm. One popular legend suggests that Turk Mughal conqueror Timur brought an early version of biryani to India in 1398 and that he introduced the dish to his soldiers as a substantial part of their diet. Records uh, describe earthen pots of rice and available spices and meats that were buried in hot pits for cooking and then dug up for the eating. Obviously the contents of the pot, not the pot actually, but... um, Right, right. (laughs) When this dish arrived in India, it was made spicier um, in this version of offense of the biryani timeline. Mm-hmm. Yes. Numerous cultural influences contributed to the dish, yes, and Islamic Persians frequently get the credit for popularizing it, and some historians even posit that the dish is in fact from Persia um, or modern-day Iran. In this case, it may have arrived in India with Persian travelers. A part of the reason scholars think this is that the name is often traced to the Persian words... Uh, for fried rice or fried before cooking, depending on where you read it. Right. Mm-hmm. In the realm of almost certainly legend, <laughs> <laughs> one story goes that Shah Jahan's queen, Mumtaz Mahal, who was the inspiration for the Taj Mahal, was also the inspiration for biryani. Okay. Uh-huh. The story goes that sometime between the late 1500s and early 1600s, she visited the army barracks and found that a majority of the soldiers were undernourished. Determined to fix the issue, she went to the chef in charge and asked him to create a nutritionally balanced dish, and biryani was the result. Again, probably not true. I mean, who knows? <laughs> but I'm going to say probably not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, the rice in this story was fried in ghee and unwashed so as to prevent clumping. The desired meats and spices were added in, and the mixture was cooked over an open fire. So it sounds good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And while the original Persian biryanis, if that is where they originated, um, may mm-hmm. have been more subtly spiced, uh, they became certainly um, these very distinctive, very specialized party dishes in the hands of cooks working in India and in wealthy households and clubs in the 17 and 1800s. The clubs. Yes, these nightclubs. <laughs> oh my, I, I was I was saying to Annie before we started recording, I almost went on this like multi-hour deep dive into different layers of of um, culinary history of cooks and chefs <laughs> from around that time, <laughs> and like this one like like class of of cooks, uh, the uh, uh, Kansamas, and I I couldn't. I was like, this is not I. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the research for today, but it's fascinating and, yes. and right. And these the, the the concept of these like like 19th century 
nightclubs that were famous for uh for these particular cooks who were not classically trained but who like all had their their own very flashy style and so anyway that's just a little tidbit um maybe Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll come back to it because I really want to read more about it yes and I would love to learn more about it um so hopefully yes but Related to that, mm-hmm. in in these early days, biryani may have been viewed as a dish for the rich and for royalty, um, perhaps even served on dishes of gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, remember ingredients like saffron that became commonplace in biryani's were expensive at that time. Still expensive now, to be honest. But, oh, yeah, you know. sure. <laughs> uh, but that image changed, and as it spread throughout the region, this dish was adapted to local ingredients and taste, including the type of rice that was used. Mm-hmm. An anglicized version of curry started popping up in the late 18th century and early 19th century um, in the UK. And some of these anglicized Indian recipes included palau, similar to palaf, but not biryani. Uh, And looking at more modern times, researchers have pointed out that biryani is lacking on UK menus. And they argue this is in part because of a shortcutting of Indian recipes, only utilizing four or five sauces to make every item on an Indian restaurant menu in the UK beginning in the 1960s. Sort of like it's a complicated dish, I guess, is what they were saying. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of people, and especially people who weren't uh, Indian in heritage, were kind of like, okay, I'm just not going to try that one then. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> huh. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Uh, skipping ahead a bit, in the 20-teens in India, uh, biryani became a little bit of a spark point um, in discussions surrounding uh, Hindu nationalism and the Muslim minority in that country. Yeah, and then another <laughs> avenue <laughs> where uh, biryani became uh, not necessarily a spark point. This is definitely not as serious, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it was featured in a 2015 BuzzFeed India article called 23 Reasons Having Biryani is Better Than Having a Boyfriend. <laughs> and that article came with this quote, stop chasing after a bay and get yourself a biryani. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is delightful. I had to include it. I had to. <laughs> you did. You know, you were you were morally obligated to. I, I get yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't have a pun in it. I'm sorry. But uh, but in 2017, um, uh, a series of 24 dishes from the city Hyderabad were featured on postage stamps in India. And that included... Uh, the local or a local version of biryani. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Getting a craving via stamp. Right? What a, what a time to be alive. <laughs> oh, it's sort of mean. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, gosh. No, but that means we're kind of mean, don't you think? Yeah. That's what everyone says about us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. We just want to share the joy of biryani with you. <laughs> oh, oh, no, the cravings. Yeah, I'm going to. I have not had my like leftover biryani yet today. I knew that recording this episode was going to be a whole thing. So mm-hmm. um, so so that is pretty much what we have to say about it for now. And yes. Yes. Ooh, well, I'm jealous of you because my leftovers <laughs> are long gone. But yes, we do have some listener mail for you. We do. And we are going to get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy piña colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm-hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks, but I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is, yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No me passport too. is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Listener Mail. Yeah. Warm (laughs) hug. (laughs) Um, And we have two, not one, but two letters from listeners on Team Candy Heart. Ooh, okay. We, we called and you answered, and we're so glad that you did. Always. <laughs> yes. Diana wrote, every year for the last few years, I've made conversation hearts from scratch. Ooh. It started as cute merchandise to give to guests at the restaurant where I worked. During the pandemic, I've sold pastry boxes of treats for Valentine's Day, and I continue including conversation hearts. The batch I made weighs about three pounds, about Ooh. 1.3 kilos, It's tedious to color, flavor, roll, cut out all the hearts, and write them all by hand. But they're so iconic that I'm okay with doing it once a year. Plus, 
it gives me the chance to write DTF on a tiny piece of candy. (laughs) 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 Hope you have a great February 14th, no matter how you choose to spend it. Oh, I love that so much. And Diana sent in pictures. They're so cute. They're so cute. Oh, Oh, I bet they are time consuming, though. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I, and it is always that 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 like, well, it's once a year, right? And it's so fun when it's over, <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of thing, <laughs> right? I right. think we all have something like that that we that we were like, well, okay, <laughs> only this one time per year. <laughs> yeah, but I love that. I love that it's like iconic, and people look forward to your creation. It's, it's very lovely. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Stephanie wrote, I just finished your classic Candy Hearts episode. At the end, you asked anyone who actually likes Candy Hearts to write in. So I am here to answer your call and advocate on behalf of this seasonal delight. To be honest, I'm not entirely sure what it is that draws me to them, but there is something about the way they crack when you bite down on them and the chalkiness they leave behind that's so satisfying to me. I'm certainly not in it for the messages. I don't even bother to read them before I eat them. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, though candy hearts are not my most favorite candy overall, I do feel very strongly about the flavors. The only real candy hearts, as far as I'm concerned, are the ones that come in grape, cherry, orange, lime, banana, and winter green. All right. All right. Um, I know uh, banana and winter green which were the best flavors, in my humble opinion, have been discontinued, so this combo is getting really hard to find. Because of this, I realize the boxes I'm finding that include them may very well be from old batches, but I love them and I will continue to hunt them down. The blue raspberry ones that replaced the white mint ones are blasphemy. I managed to find some of the tiny elementary school valentine size boxes and the original flavors this year that I purchased without hesitation, and I'm carefully rationing. Love the podcast and you guys, in spite of your aversion to candy hearts. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. I feel like I've, I I feel like there are some fiery opinions in that one. I like it. I yes, I adore all of this. I love <laughs> you've got your specific flavor. Yeah, combo. I love you. Don't read the messages. That yeah. is hilarious to me. <laughs> This is great. Forget it. Be mine, never. Eh. Just eat it. I don't care. Be mine, winter green. Don't care what you say about it. Yeah. That's right. right. That's right. So my friend, I got to see a good friend of mine recently for the first time in a minute, and she had a whole case of these like mini. Oh, wow. The little boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, I didn't take any because... As I said, they're not really my thing. But I'm going to contact her and see what the flavor combo oh, is okay. she's got going <sighs> because she might be she might be in in ownership of something that might be worth something. Hey, <laughs> to some people, to someone. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know. One I say with garbage. a shrug and mild confusion. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Again, hey, like every every time someone finds something that makes them happy, I am happy for them, and you know. Y'all can have my my lifetime supply of candy hearts. So go for it. So kind. So <laughs> kind. <laughs> I 
a giver, you know. Yes, yes. But seriously, this has been a delight hearing from people on Team Candy Heart. So Mm -hmm. keep those messages coming. Mm -hmm. So thanks to both of those listeners for writing to us. If you would like to write to us, you can. You can email us at hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.